Hey everybody, welcome back to a new edition of Friday Night Review. Tonight I am joined by the Alpha Wolf Sean B, aka Sin City Wolf Sean. We have right below me is Metalcore Mike, also known now as Metal Mike. They are coming to at us from the table spot, normally on Sunday nights on both Rivet City Radio Twitch and off the top YouTube. And the other gentleman is not there um that is also the newest member of the friday night friday night review crew that would be phil whenever he decides to grace us with his presence how's everybody doing tonight goody goody good good it's friday night it's new year's eve 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 <laughs> new year's eve 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 <laughs> Will is in the chat. Surprise, motherfuckers. Last Friday of the year. Small fries, motherfuckers. And then, especially for Sean, five guys, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave that in 2023. Can we? No. <laughs> well, we still have two days left for that, so we'll keep that going. Welcome back, Phil. How are we doing? It's lagging all over the place. Um, we're doing good, though. We're doing good. Okay. Okay. Well, I might have to join on my you, phone, if anything. If you do have to come back on a different atmosphere, not a big deal. We'll still be here for you. Um, just drop us a little note in the private chat so we know what's going on. All right? Hey, Shane. Right. What's going on, man? Good to see you. Yeah. I miss you guys over at... Um, in the NHL community, haven't been doing much of that this year once uh, VG went down. And we all miss you, Will. It's been a while since we've seen that face. So I miss I miss Will a lot. I really do. It's been a while, right? Like, it, it, it really has been. <laughs> it's the like, end of the year. We're we're all getting we're going through our little break. We're getting recharged for coming back 2024, making it a big thing. Um, we have a lot on the horizon here within um, off the top and bot spots of chair shots under the river city umbrella. We have a lot going on. We got some big things coming. Um, we are excited. I can definitely tell you I'm excited where we're going. I know Mike is cause he has some big things coming. Sean is ready. He's been sitting there, man. This is going to be a good new edition of Phil, man. We're ready. But tonight we are talking about the AEW world's end pay-per-view. Perfect. Phil said he'll be back. We are talking about the World's End pay-per-view tomorrow night taking place from Nassau Coliseum. It is the last time that Sting will be wrestling in Long Island in New York. And what makes that great is this fucker is going to be there. So is that guy. And then once Phil gets back, he'll be there as well, too. So three out of the four guys are going tomorrow night. It's going to be awesome. Drop it in my face. Oh, shut up, Mr. I'm going hard to kill in January. Stop it. <laughs> I was about to say, this is the part where Sean goes, oh, you guys are bragging. Stop bragging. But yeah, he's <laughs> going to a pay-per-view in January, the first TNA pay-per-view. Right. Bringing TNA back the first pay-per-view. Please, hop on a plane. I'm sure they can get tickets for tomorrow night. It is AEW. <sighs> <laughs> You can make it. It's only 9.14 here. 
Oh, Pay-per-view Lord. starts in 23 hours. You know, just catch a red eye. You'll be all right. Oh, yeah, like on, I'm like, like on The Rock or something. Just pour there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Much better. I am so sorry about that, guys. No, you're fine. Welcome back. So uh, we, were, we were explaining how three of us are going tomorrow night to the show, and we're all hyped for it as hell. Indeed. Yes. Oh, I'm jealous. I I was going crazy on Wednesday night when they announced this thing match because that's all I, I wanted. It. That's all I wanted. I didn't yeah. care who he was wrestling. I yep. just wanted to see him one last time in Long Island because the last time I saw Sting wrestle there was when he was with WCW. The last time I seen Sting wrestle was in 2011 at Bound for Glory against Hulk Hogan. Okay. Well, the last okay. time I seen Sting wrestle was WrestleMania 31, so... I think the last time I saw Sting <laughs> Russell was in AEW. Um, it was at um, I think it was believe. I think it was like the first Grand Slam or something like that. Oh wait, that no. they did. It might have been Revolution this year. Did he wrestle at Revolution this year? Um, yes. I think he. Did. That was the, That was the last time in San Francisco. I could double check for you. <laughs> I, I saw I mean, him at least in this AEW run. I know that for sure. But I wanted yeah, to see too. him at least one more time before. It, it was just so forgettable up. that, you know, unfortunately, that I forgot about it. <laughs> I'm just so I was glad, really, though, that we get to see it. I, that's all. I just want to be able to – I get to sing Jericho's theme tomorrow night. I get to yes. see Sting come out. Like, I really don't care what happens. I, I, I'm happy. That's honestly with how everything kind of turned out with um Kenny. Um, obviously, it's never good that Kenny went down with what he did. Um, all wishes and prayers to Kenny. Um, uh, but this is honestly a really good, um, you know, backup plan, if anything. Uh, this is a good audible in a way See, to get uh, people in there and since Phil make it brought happen. that up, since Phil brought that up, Mike, does that known void our? Or yeah, because that because for... that match is no longer happening. Yes. So Thank that so. so the tag team title <laughs> match. Yeah, I crossed it out already. So really wrong about Dolph Ziggler being his partner. It was number, fucking Sammy Guevara. Like number two. I thought it was just going to be Sammy and uh, yeah. Jericho versus them, but they just went with the eight man tag. Number two, Sting did not wrestle at Revolution this year. Well, it might have been like Dynamite or something in that that week's run that they were here in California for. Could have been. Could have been. But, um, yeah, I, I'm excited for the show tomorrow night. So, let's get into the predictions. So, right now, there are 11 matches on a card, two matches on the zero-hour part of the card. So, we're not going to cover the 20-man battle royal because they haven't announced who's actually in it yet. No one's in so, there yet. <laughs> it's just a TBA 20 participants. God only knows. That's crazy. Um, Most tag teams, guys, probably. I, I, because it's so random, I think Wardlow's winning. Like, that's just like the person I would think, except if he's part of this devil storyline. Yeah. Which I'm excited because now we're going to see the reveal of that tomorrow night, too. And it is a few, and it's for a future TNT title shot, apparently anytime, anywhere. So, yeah. like, it, it, it's just we, whenever they we, want it. All right, guys. I I have the insider knowledge. I know who's okay. gonna be, who's gonna win it. It's my boy Goldberg. 
<laughs> if we get to see to get Goldberg last, on one on <laughs> I had to get the last one out for 2023. I'm sorry. And hopefully it's the last Goldberg one ever. On Long Island. <laughs> Fuck Bill Goldberg. That's all I have to say. I mean, um, <laughs> like I said, the last time I was, saw a wrestling event at Long Island was for Nitro. So I got to see Goldberg then, too. <laughs> so this is uh, this is my my first AEW show. Me too. Okay. So obviously AEW pay per view. I've been to one WWE televised show, and that was um, Elimination Chamber in 2020, a week before the the world shut down. And then I've been to two TNA pay per views. I went to Lockdown in 2009 and Bound for Glory in 2011. We went to to the Impact pay-per-view this past August with these two guys. Yeah, it was the New Japan and the Impact one, the combined one. I can't wait to go to my second TNA pay-per-view. That was a great show. January. I was going to Hard to Kill? Yeah, I'm going to Hard Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, we we, we forced you. We were like, just get get a ticket. Yep, that's exactly. You pretty much did, and I was glad I did. So it turned out to be... Turned out to be a great show. It was. This will be my first AEW pay-per-view, so I'm really excited for it. And the ECW I, arena was really cool. I enjoyed was. that experience. I did. Not in the right. AC way, though. It was hot up in there. Like, oh, sweaty. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you, Philly? <laughs> All right. So let's not – I don't think we should do the FTW match because who really cares about that belt anyway? Hook. Um, <laughs> unsanctioned. <laughs> It's not even a sanctioned belt. Who's he facing, anyways? Yuta. Yuta. No one cares about Yuta. So let's get the throwaway match out of the way. The eight man tag match that was made for no apparent reason except just to get people on the card. Uh-huh. You got Claudio Castanoli, Brian Danielson, Mark Briscoe, and Daniel Garcia versus Brody King, Jay White, Jay Lethal, and Roosh. The rest of the Continental Classic members. Um, I mean, I, I'll go team Brian. That, that just makes the most sense to me. Yeah. This feels like it's going to be team face all the way. You're going to have them win unless something happens where Danielson turns on them. And I don't think that's going to happen because it's too close to the G one classic and we all know Danielson's going to be um, not the G1 Classic Wrestling Kingdom, and you know Danielson's going to be out there for Wrestling Kingdom. So I I'm have, going Team Face. I have so much more of a of a feeling that maybe the rest of the House of Black gets involved to come out and help Brody. So I'm actually going to go Team Heel on this one. I'm going with Brody King's team because I have a feeling that the House of Black is. Uh, aren't they aren't they doing the teams by Blue League and Gold League? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Danielson's. Blue League, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's gonna be my pick too. Is the baby face side? Yeah. yeah. They need to start having Danielson win if it's technically his last full full time year as a wrestler. He said full time, not like I'm retiring, retiring. But yeah, he's slowing down. But yeah. I mean, he he's been, he has been winning, and it's just I don't know. The finals, the semifinals. What's going on, Mikey P? The uh, semifinals from this past Wednesday where you had the triple threat and then you had Danielson versus Eddie Kingston, even though I know Phil is ecstatic about this. Um, It was predictable. 
once you knew who the fir- once Moxley won the first match, you knew who was winning the second match. The King of the Bones. Where if you would have had the Kingston and Brian Danielson match first, with Kingston winning, you could have had any one of those guys come out of and win, and may- you would have been more more unpredictable because See, of the storyline between Jay White and Eddie Kingston, because right. Kingston is the reason Jay White cannot wrestle in new Japan, in new Japan. Yep. And this oh, yeah. would have been the way for white to get back into the door by beating Kingston in the finals to get the belt back. Like I get, I get that all makes story sense too, but it's, it still pisses me off. They didn't pull the trigger on swerve. Like, but Swerve didn't need this. He yeah. wasn't. He wasn't meant to win this. He Some was bit. meant. To, he was meant to look great in this. Yes. Without without losing, and that's what he did because he didn't take the pin. Yeah, they definitely accomplished that. There's one thing that threw me off about this. Um, Eddie Kingston at the beginning of this tournament said that whoever won this would get a shot at his championships, and the uh, Continental Classic belt would be on the line. Okay. I thought that throughout the tournament, whoever he faced, because I swear I heard that too, was that whoever he faced, the champion, his championships were going to be on the line in every match. That's what we all speculated because no one yeah. knew what was going on. Like, even if he didn't make it to the finals like he's in now, like if he didn't was, make it, the belts were still on the line. So his he championships would, would, if he wasn't in the finals, it would have been Moxley versus. You know, whoever won on the side of Kingston. Correct. See, now that kind of throws me off, though, because then what? Kingston would just have to hand his belt over to whoever won that side? Essentially, yes. Whether then that that would just be... That would have been... I, I The thing I would have understood was either A, he was defending the belts as he right. went on through the tournament, or B, whoever won the tournament, if he wasn't in the finals, he would face the winner with all three belts on the line. In a separate match. Yeah, it's just that was my understandings. So, but Eddie Kingston was Eddie Kingston was was one of my predicted because of the fact when he came out and said that he's putting his championships on the line. That's when I was like, okay, Kingston's going to be there. But then it was all to whoever was going to make it on the side with Moxley and Swerve, and that that side was so jam packed with guys that I'll be honest. I didn't sit here and predict that Moxley was going to get there. I thought maybe it would have been Swerve or, or somebody else. But I'm happy it's Swerve and, and I mean, it, I'm happy it's Mox and Kingston. I'm not complaining. Haley, we're all going. Me, Phil, Mike, we're all going to be there tomorrow as well. So let's talk about this Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley match. Who does everybody have? Can I go Do first? they pull the trigger? It's got to be um, Kingston. It's got to be. Moxley oh. doesn't need it. He does not need to win the Triple Crown. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to King of the Bums. Uh, fucking Kingston. He he needs to prove himself. Get him that triple crown like all his heroes. I really... I don't like Eddie Kingston. I don't like him. He he doesn't do anything for me as a wrestler. 
and you know Moxley's going to be bleeding. So this is going to be Moxley's chance to to bleed. I think Eddie's going to bleed too. I I like that there is a storyline behind it with these two from everything that happened in the past. And I do think Eddie will win because it is in New York. If it was anywhere else, he wouldn't win. So I want to kind of put this out there before I make my pick. Are you taking the over or under on Mox bleeding within five minutes? The over. So you think it's going to be over five minutes before he starts bleeding? Oh, no, no. I think it's going to be under. Sorry about that. You're taking the under. Okay. So I hear an echo. Yeah, it's coming from Phil. Okay. So I'll say this. I'm a huge fan of Eddie Kingston. I've been a fan of him since he showed up on my TV in the NWA. When I seen him show up to face Cody for the TNT title, I was like, yes, this man needs to be on a bigger platform. He's he's doing great in NWA, but I would love to see him in AEW, and it finally happened. For, the, for him to have even the Ring of Honor world title on his shoulder around his waist makes me happy, and they are finally putting him in the place where he needs to be. Moxley does not need this win. And their last match that they had with the AEW world title was an awesome, awesome match. And I think they are not going to disappoint us in this. I'm going with Eddie Kingston on this, though. Yeah, I think we all have Eddie going over in this match. Yeah, I agree, Will. I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't like him. I don't really want him winning, but I, it makes the most sense. Um, so let's talk about the, uh, person who Sean thought should win this match. So we have Swerve Strickland versus Keith Lee. You want to start this one, Sean? Oh, I didn't even know they put that on the match. Mm-hmm. On the match. Yep. Card. Oh, shit. Um, I'm going to have to go with Swerve. He's on a roll. Like if they, if they like Keith Lee win, that'd be stupid. It's just like derail like swords momentum like that like it won't kill it but a, oh no it it would it be would like hitting a brick, brick wall. wall yeah i they gotta go with swerve it has to be swerve i'm picking <laughs> swerve if they don't have swerve win this then what was the point like come on like it, swerve has to win that like after everything that he has been through with this meteoric rise him losing to keith lee would be terrible and that's, no use, to, and that's no diss to Keith. Yeah, at you, all. you can even use the mobile embassy to even help him win. Like, it's, it's no diss to Keith, but this storyline has been so far gone from people's minds. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Like, these two guys were so far apart for so long. And just at yeah. the snap of a finger, like, oh, Keith Lee is, you know, putting out the challenge if you accept. Like, the only thing that bugged me, like, on Wednesday night, I wish Swerve would have just signed the contract and been done. Not this whole, like, oh, wait to see if he shows up or whatever and then walk away. Like, no, just sign the contract. Be done with it. It would have been a lot stronger of a promo for him, especially after the match that he just went through in the triple threat. Like, I, I think it would have been a lot better for him to do that. But I'm definitely going Swerve on this one, too. It would be, it would be a, a huge hit of a brick wall, like like Scow said, if they have him lose to Keith Lee. 
It would and make we were, no sense. And we were supposed to see Keith Lee on Wednesday. He's like, I'm going to show up on Wednesday, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get my hands on Swerve Strickland. And he sh- no-showed. He was not there. So I don't know what happened with that. But regardless, the Swerve does not win this. That's a huge miss. And they should not take away his momentum that quickly. Or, that, or you know, like that. I have a hot take on this this match. I think Swerve squashes Keith Lee. Oh, he should. Like this match, less than less than five minutes. Squash. I don't see Keith Lee being in AEW for that much longer anyway. Yeah, five more minutes. <laughs> okay, so you just think this is going to be his last match in AEW? I they've done have... nothing. They've done nothing for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hasn't he been over on the Ring of Honor side of things lately? Yes. Yeah, he's been with Shane Taylor. Yeah. But to be fair, he does have that heart condition, so it's kind of like he's you know wrestling. Yeah, I... Also, to be fair, who really watches Ring of Honor now after everything that went through? Fair. But um, yeah. I so I think uh, Swerve's going to win this one. Um, let's go to the other match that was added this past Wednesday: Mira versus Andrade El Idolo. I don't see Andrade lasting that much longer in AEW either. Um, <laughs> Especially with Zelina resigning recently and Charlotte resigning. They both resigned brand new deals. Yeah. So I like the pairing with him and CJ. That's for sure. But, you know, it, it's it wasn't never it wasn't ever going to be like a long lasting type of deal. Um, I would love to see Andrade get the win. But with my thinking of him not being in AEW that much longer, I think he goes out on his back. I'm not a huge fan of the storyline to begin with. Because it's right. almost like they picked up the pieces of what they dropped in WWE with Bobby Lashley. That's fair. That's pretty much exactly what happened. That's like, fair. So pretty, yeah. pretty much Miro's getting cut again. Like, you know. I mean, I, I think this will be a good match. I mean, these two are going to put on a, a really good match. Right. Um, I mean, does this does this rivalry end on Saturday? Probably. Maybe. It all depends on how things go. I think Miro wins this match. Um, but if he if he does, that needs to be the end of it. Like he just needs to move forward. Right. He does. And if they're gonna if they're gonna do something with him and CJ being apart like they've been. Then do something to where she's bouncing around to like say he starts rivaling. Let's let's take uh let's take um I don't know, I'm just gonna say a name, Kenny Omega. Just let's, let's take Kenny Omega for a second. Say he started rivaling with Kenny Omega. CJ should go with him. And then if he starts rivaling with Swerve, then she switches them. Like have her follow Miro and build it to the point where those two actually come together. Yeah. But don't make it long lasting. Like three months doesn't have to be that long, but have it something like that to where she follows him like a shadow. Yeah, I have um, Miro winning this. I think Andrade is pretty much done in AEW. He's gonna be moving on. Yeah, Miro's the way to go. Uh, let's take let's tackle one of the two women's matches. This is the TBS Championship. 
One second. Who does Sean have? Yeah, so. Alpha didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he did. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Miro as well. I, okay. I, I believe, like, we don't know what's going on with the contract of Andrade, so. All right. Sorry about that, Sean. I thought you'd no, that's that, all right? good. <laughs> um, so let's head over to the TBS Championship. Julia Hart versus Abaddon. Julia. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Abaddon's actually, you know, kind of gotten on my good side as of late, but she ain't winning that title. It's too soon. And if anything, Julia's just killing it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Julia's losing it either. I, it, I was, as much as I love Abaddon, I I don't see her dropping the title this soon. Especially with the new addition of Sky Blue being on her side, um, I think it's gonna. That's going to keep the belt with Julie Hart for a little while longer. So I have her winning this match as well. I do see Thunder Rosa coming out to help Abaddon if Sky Blue does get involved, though. I, I took Abaddon on this one. Um, as much as I like seeing Julia Hart finally get her opportunity to hold the title and, and they, they're highlighting her, with, especially with the work that she's done all year to get where she's at. Abaddon, Abaddon is basically, in my eyes, in the same position Statlander was. They kept giving Statlander shots, and they wouldn't do anything with it. Then they finally pulled the trigger and said, okay, you know, Jade's out of here. Let's have you go out and win this title. But Abaddon was on that hiatus of not seeing her as much. She was basically just doing, like, AEW Dark and Dark Elevation matches, not on TV a lot. Now we're finally seeing her on TV. And as much as I hate to say Julia Hart being, I mean, like, like I said the other night, I don't know if she was, I don't believe she was, she would be a transitional because I believe she did defend this title since winning it. Um, Still from pay-per-view to pay-per-view, I, I feel like they're going to transition and give it to Abaddon. These two can, these two can go a couple matches. Like we've seen it with Charlotte and Sasha in the back uh, past with WWE. They flopped the title around a couple times. This could Sasha, be a, Sasha always fought the title. She never had a successful defense of any of her titles except for the tag belts. And that's what I mean, though. Like, like they can do something like that with these two. But at the same time, they don't have to do it as frequently because like back then when we've seen it with Sasha and Charlotte, it was, you know, Sasha will win it on Raw, but then Charlotte will win it at the pay-per-view. And then Sasha will win it the next night on Raw only for Charlotte to come out the next week and win it. Like they did that. Don't do that with this belt. But they can do that with this belt, but span it out. But don't do it so much. <laughs> All right, Phil. Um, Jamie, I saw your comment about uh, the devil. We'll we'll touch base on that when we get to the uh, main event. We're going to save that conversation for everything altogether. So everybody, everybody's picked for this match then. Before yeah. we move on, yeah, every I think everybody went Julia except me. Okay. So let's move on to the other eight man tag match, which is the one I'm excited for because it has Sting in it. So we have Sting, Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Darby Allen versus Ricky Starks, Big Bill, uh. 
Takeshka and Powerhouse Hobbs. I'll say this. The Don Callis family, whether you like them or hate them, <laughs> they have been they've been hot this year. Kenny Omega getting beat, what, twice by Takeshka. They've been winning at pay-per-views, winning on TV. Like this, this the Don Callis family has been hot. But so, I will say this, I don't think they're going to have, even with Sammy Guevara being involved and it's an eight-man tag, I don't think they're going to have Sammy lose on his first night back. I'm going with Jericho's team. What have they done? They're not going to have Sting lose. Well, yeah, that that's was, what I was thinking. That was going to be my point. Sting has never lost a match in AEW. doesn't matter about Sammy being there. Right. Sting, they're not so going to have just... Sting lose. But to touch right. base on what uh, Mike was saying, what has Takeshka done after beating Kony Omega twice, though? Not a damn thing. So, what has yes, the Don Callis family done? He's had all that momentum, Since and then that. nothing, nothing has happened. So, yeah, I'm going to have uh, my pick is for uh, Sting and his team to win this match. Who's yeah. Sting? Sting, Team Sting. Yeah, Team Sting for sure. Um, the Don Callis family has just fell off. Uh, uh, like, they haven't been on TV. They have not been on TV for the majority of the time after uh, Takeshita bet, uh, beat Kenny. So, I like the makeup of the Don Callis family. I actually like the Don Callis family a lot. I think they all add a lot to the product, but they haven't done anything much or much of anything after all of, all of that. So, team staying. All right. Any other comments on this match before we move along? No. We're good. All right. So, we went through that. We went through that. We went through that. That. All right. So, Let's tackle the other women's match. This is the AW Women's World Championship, which has Timeless Tony Storm yeah. versus Rio. <laughs> the fact that you threw up for saying Timeless Tony Storm, you should be ashamed of yourself. Um, I hate this gimmick. I hate it. I hate it. This is the Scout. worst thing in that AW is, right now. That's the worst terrible. thing. Oh my god, that is my that is no. Don't. Don't, yeah, I was using the that. dry heave right out of my mouth. <laughs> don't do I, don't, I don't care about no. my predictions. I want Rio to win this title, this match. Rio is winning. Rio's not winning that title. Get out of here. It's Tony. Tony, Tony Storm with the help of the beautiful and magnificent Mariah May is retaining the title. Mariah May has been wasted since she's been there. She hasn't had a She has been wasted. She promo. is a phenomenal wrestler, and they have her being a stalker valet to Tony Storm. She's being wasted. She's having her first. She got booed out of the building in front of the in, when she was in front of the audience for the first time. It's bad. Um, I mean, isn't that? What I like Mariah May. Was it just me or was Mariah May and Riho wearing the same thing on Wednesday? 
They were wearing the same wardrobe I, on Wednesday. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to that. I mean, whoever's booking the women's division might have a schoolgirl face. You know, I was just about to say that. Like they had the whole schoolgirl look going on. But uh, anyways, as much as I would love to see Riho win the title back, because I'm a huge fan of Riho. I've been since day one. I have been. Um, I, I don't think they're going to take it off Tony Storm right now. I, I don't. I think they might try and build something up if, if. If Thunder Rosa were to get away from the storyline that she's in, that once she gets warmed up and back into the swing of things, I have a feeling Thunder Rosa gets back into the mix of the world title and not so much around the TNT title or the TBS title. Sorry. She doesn't um, want it. She doesn't want the championship. thing. But I mean, still, it's still putting her around that in that picture, whether she wants it or not. Just know, put her in that in division at least. You know, yeah. But I don't see Tony Storm losing it right now. Well, I'm going Tony Storm. It's hot right now. She is not she hot. The fans it's the under. It is the stupidest Except thing on scouts. TV right now. This is the stupidest thing on TV. I'm sorry. She left WWE because she got a pie in the face in the middle of a title setup to go to AW to pull oranges out of her ass and have a big metal pan in front of a ref and win a match. Like, it's the same stupid shit, but it's okay because she thought of it. It just doesn't make sense. Like, it doesn't, like, you leave one you leave one company because they threw a pie in your face to come over to here for you to pull an orange out of your ass. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. And she can make a lot of money with those oranges, you know. I really hope she loses. I, I, I and, when, and, when it, and if it happens, I am going to be screaming in Mike's face. I she told you so. I told you so. I completely 100% um, understand your frustrations because I'm not a fan of Tony Storm. Granted, she's been she's doing... a great wrestler. She's a great... This gimmick is just not... I, I can't with this gimmick. I, I'll say this. She's but been doing okay things with this, with this gimmick character whatever you want to call it but it was resonating with me at the start it lost me very quickly it did it lost me very quickly i don't know how you guys don't like it this gimmick is timeless what you mean it's- i didn't i didn't like it at the start but as it continued to go on i was okay with it this i have to get my puns out before 2024 all right this is crazy man. One thing that really bothers me with it is the fact of, and I say this all the time, when she does her whole silent movie things that she does, they play a commercial break and they do a picture and picture. I'm sorry, the commercial catches my attention more than what she's doing. Haven't they like not? Well, that, 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 that's just that's all poor all timing. No, it's not. It's intentional. Well, not poor timing, but that's just poor management on how they got to figure that out. That's how. Ha- Tony Khan has come out and said that it is intentional that they're doing that. All right, because well, it's a silent because it's a it silent movie. Yeah. They don't want any sound for it. Well, Tony Khan, I'm sorry, but I'm one fan that you're not catching my attention with it. I'd rather watch a KFC commercial than uh, you know, watch Tony Storm's I, silent. I can't. I can't. He's movie. an idiot for doing it that way. Then I re- that, that's I really, terrible. 
I really hate this gimmick. That is like to, to be fair, from production value, you don't really want like dead air on on TV, which no, you don't. But in, I mean, uh, back in back when they used to do silent movies, they used to have like the old school like tavern music playing, like the piano music thing. Do right. that. Yeah. Do that. Then there's no silence. Silent movies, they is it does have music in them, just no talking. I'll give you this about the gimmick. It is stupid when she comes out to the ring that's black and white and then randomly switches back to color and then black and white and then to color. Like if if you're gonna have her come out, keep it black and white, then like she is not Marilyn Monroe. And that's what she's trying to be. She's not. And that's probably too old for you, Sean. And Phil, I, I know, you don't know who she is. I know <laughs> who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making me feel old. Jesus. Scouts. Well, I, you, Scouts, I, I know. I'm in my thirties, bro. I know. Okay, <laughs> and, okay. So who? I'm who was Marilyn, I who know did who that Marilyn, is, at least. Who did? Who did she date? Let's see if John you know F. that. John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. And who else? That's about, that's all I know. John F. Kennedy. I knew John F. Kennedy. That's it. <laughs> Not a new place. I'm in my thirties, but I'm in my young thirties. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's move on because before I get sick to my stomach again, just talking about her. Like you already that. are, and that's I am. Me sick. You're, it's oh, this is this will probably uh, be my bathroom uh, break match tomorrow night, I'll except for the fact this more. is where if. If Sasha, if uh, Mercedes Monet shows up, this is where it's going to happen. I'll be the yeah, Tony yeah. Mark here. That's fine. If you're walking out, gals, I take you two X. I like Tony. <laughs> John, don't. Um. So now we have two matches left on the card. Uh, I saved both of these for the end because they are probably the okay. two most engrossed storylines right now between the in AEW. Um, we'll go with the TNT Championship first. We have a no disqualification match between Christian Cage and Adam Copeland. Who wants to start this one? I'll go. I think this is where Adam Copeland needs to win. He needs to win this, or it's this whole feud's for nothing. Like, um, obviously that's why he left WWE too, is because he won't give him fucking title shots and like. Put the title on Adam Copeland, and then down the road, uh, down the road, whoever wins the twenty man, they'll be thrown at him, and then set up the fucking tag team storyline for him and Christian to get back together. I think so, you're sending this again. Sorry, you think what? Um, if you want to go, go ahead. So, it's no DQ match. We know that uh, that Christian's boy is going to get involved. I forget his name. Hook. I no, oh, no, no, not Hook. It's um, um, Nick, Nick Wayne. Wayne. There we go. Um, yeah, Kill Switch. <laughs> but anyways. Um, yeah. Nick Kill, Wayne's we'll go Kill Switch. We'll go with Kill Switch. Not, not Kill Switch. Uh, what was Nick Wayne's? The Prodigy? They called the him? Prodigy, oh. yes. This is the Prodigy right. Nick Wayne. Okay, so Roxanne well, Price got it. I have, a, I have a feeling that, you know, he's obviously going to get involved. A lot of people are saying that they think, think that Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth, whatever you're going to want to call him when he shows up, a lot of people are trying to say that he might be the devil. 
I don't think so. I think he's actually going to come out and help out Copeland. Adam's going to win this match and win the title, but this feud's not going to be over even with Adam winning the title. And Adam's finally going to have backup with Nick Nemeth being his backup. I think this is when he uh, he makes his debut is by helping Adam Copeland and backing him up. You know, it's so like far left field. That's not because I know he just signed the TNA again. What if for like a special moment, what if the Edgeheads reunite and help Adam Copeland? <laughs> What if you see Matt Cardona and Brian Myers come and help fucking... I mean, they're in New York. And he would do that. Know? If they weren't in TNA, he would do that. Um, I, I don't know. I, 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 like, I think he would... Because this is their second match that they are having against each other. First match kind of ended and whatever that was with Nick Wayne's mom. Um, with it being a whole no DQ thing... I think you're going to extend this again. I have Christian retaining the title. And in their third match, I think Copeland gets to come up and send, uh, gets the title then. But other than that, I think we get Christian retaining the title here. My issue with that thinking is that means Edge would have had a win to, uh, Adam would have had to win the first match. He's not going to go down 0-2 and then have a third match. You really only have three matches in that the is set fair, when you have one go back and forth. So That is fair, but this whole no DQ thing is going to have people get involved in it. That's all I'm saying. And that's where you have somebody who wants to make a debut. Nick Nemeth. Like do it Sean that way you can. Um... Who else is out there that could be make a debut? You have a bunch of people. Anybody you else? Mustafa, that is, you got uh, Mustafa Ali. You have other people in there. You have Top like, Dollar. You got Top Dollar. Yeah, like there's a whole bunch of people that can come out there and help. I think Adam is going to win this because if he, when he left WWE, he wanted a title of some sort. And they were not going to give him anything there. I don't think he's going to go to another company and keep losing these title matches. Yeah. So I think the whole point was, and part of the contract negotiation was, I need a title within the first three months of me being there. And if there's no other pay-per-view for AEW until Revolution in March, I don't think he's waiting until then. I never heard that being a part of his contract, but if that is a part no, of his saying, contract, he's no. I'm saying well. I think, I think that's something he probably negotiated into his contract. I'm not saying it is. Oh, oh, that's okay. my thought. Oh, that's, that's like, my thought I process. never heard that, but that's my that thought was, process. Not yeah, um, is that's part of the reason why he left is because they wouldn't guarantee him a title, and I think AW does. So, yeah, this is going to be the last pay-per-view before Revolution on March 3rd. So, um, yeah, and they're, as of right now, they're not planning anything else. I just wanted to see it, and there's a bunch of sources now that have it out there that this is. Because, Scouts, you asked me earlier where it was posted. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I just did a quick search, and there's a couple sources that are confirming that this is the last pay per view uh, before Revolution. Yeah, so I don't think that they're gonna have Adam hold out for another three months. They they are doing a battle of the belts on January sixth, which ne- which all the belts are never defended, and it's a waste of time. <laughs> Yeah, and they all retain a... their titles anyway. So like, I don't that's... think I, I think there's only been Nothing. one title change on all ba- eight Battle of the Belts, and that was the first one. So they're doing Battle of the Belts, Battle of the Belts on January sixth, and they're doing something on Rampage called Slam Dunk on February eighteenth, and then we have Revolution on March fifth, and then St. Patrick's Day Slam is on the seventeenth of March, and then another Battle of the Belts on April seventh. Yeah. Yeah. And then we don't have anything special until Double or Nothing May 28th. So, were you the only one that took Christian, Phil? Yeah, I'll be the lone wolf on this one. We'll see how it goes. I can see Copeland winning this thing. I, I just think they do it a little bit more. That's fair. That's fair. So now we have the main event, which is probably the most anticipated match out of any of the ones on the card. Everybody's been talking about it. You have MJF versus Samoa Joe, and it's engrossed in the Devil storyline. Indeed. Hey guys, just to just to apologize, I was looking at the 2023 schedule. I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. I just realized I was looking at the 2023 schedule. Because it says 2023, 2024. I apologize. The 2024 schedule, though, is, yeah, there's, they have nothing until. So it, it's World's End and then Revolution, March 3rd. There's nothing in between, not even TV specials or anything. Um, just that. And then after that, from Revolution on, you know, the other pay-per-views. But they don't have any locations yet for those pay-per-views. So far, the chat uh, between Malik and Mikey P are both saying that they think Samoa Joe is winning. Um, who wants to start out with the? Let's do the prediction first of this match before we just start discussing the demo storyline. Right. I'm taking Samoa Joe simply for the fact that MJF needs to fucking rest. He's obviously hurt, and uh, he needs the rest. And I think personally that MJF resigned or is resigning, um, no matter what. But um, that doesn't sway the fact that Samoa Joe needs this win and. MJF goes home and rests up his body. That's obviously really, really in bad shape. Yeah. Phil? For those of you who know, I've been an MJF guy since day one. I've loved MJF since the company started. I think MJF is easily one of the best pro wrestlers going right now. Um, I've loved what they have done with this run and this reign. Um, but like Sean said, the man needs a rest. He has been going so hard this year. Um, I, I think Samoa Joe wins this thing because of the devil, obviously, but not only just because of that, but I think it's just time that we see something new, see something fresh. I think this was a little bit of somewhat inaudible because obviously Adam Cole got hurt, but regardless, um, Samoa Joe gets it here and uh, MGF gets his much deserved rest and uh, 
We'll see where things go heading into 2024. This is where MJF's world comes crashing to an end. Hence the pay-per-view name. Mike? Man, so I said it the other night that the result of this match is ultimately going to determine on what happens with the Ring of Honor tag team titles. And this was pretty much, well, it was after the fact that uh, a Ring of Honor tag title match was made. And I said it, I said that it's going to determine whether he keeps the Ring of Honor tag titles. Now, he lost the tag titles. They're gone. I normally, I, I, as much as I would love, you know what? No, I'm sticking with my pick. I'm going to go with MJ up on this because there is another storyline that I kind of stirred up in my, my mind a little bit, as you guys probably know. And Phil, you don't know about my history with how my mind works, but when I uh, think of something crazy as fuck, I'll spend like four (laughs) hours thinking about storylines and stuff. I do. I spend four or five hours. It's crazy sometimes it's i'm kind day. of like that myself honestly <laughs> i so, just love thinking about stories so so mike much. if i ever open a wrestling promotion i'm hiring you as a booker that's what i'm that's what i'm getting out of it because obviously you spend like six hours thinking about stories. <laughs> i sometimes spend all day just thinking <laughs> so yeah sure i'll take it but uh anyways i said that it would determine with the tag titles i'm sticking with my pick of mjf because here is another storyline that I thought of if MJF were to walk out with the title. MJF needs his rest. We all know that. He does. His body's beaten up. That doesn't mean he still can't walk out with the title. They can build a storyline to where they're undetermined whether MJF is coming back or not because of the whole contract thing. Okay? World title's gone. They can have... And instead of calling it, what what is that thing they call when when somebody's holding the title without knowing the real hostage? Uh, Interim. uh, Interim. Okay. Without giving the title of interim, have somebody win and become a new world champion. Hence, Adam Cole. Build that storyline. And then before Revolution, have MJF come back. With his world title, so we're gonna have a we're gonna have a real world champion again without using that moniker. Yes, because it was a dumbass moniker to begin with, but we would have the undisputed champion, Adam Cole, MJF, world title on the line. You're not taking the title off MJF. We don't know whether he's coming back or not. We don't know if he signed a contract, and they could build something with it. And have Adam Cole talk all this crap about him. Just be like, you know, MJF took his ball and ran home and just pretty much bury the crap out of him. Uh, but you've got to have Adam Cole involved with the devil thing. I, I don't think they take that chance with them, with him walking out of Nassau Coliseum being the champion without them saying he's already re-signed. They're not going to make people think that he's leaving with the belt. You're not going to get any of that thought process. If he wins, everybody's like, okay, he re-signed. 
it's done. They don't have to worry about him not coming back. If they take the belt off of him and there's no word that he's re-signed or not, people just wonder for two months while he's on the shelf. They just wonder where he is, if he's coming back, when he's coming back. Is he going to show up in WWE? Is he coming to TNA? You have the thoughts and you make it unknown by him getting destroyed at this event in his hometown and him losing the belt to Samoa Joe. If they're going to have it be a squash, though, and I'm sorry for cutting you off, they're going to have this be a squash. Not a squash. But a, like a beatdown over the time where he just keeps getting a beat up. Samoa Joe beats him in the end, does three muscle busters, whatever, gets the pin at the end. I don't think it's going to be a squash. That doesn't make sense. So you're basically be terrible. a, a Samoa Joe dominant match. Like he just obliterates MJF. Like MJF makes it competitive for the first 15 minutes. Okay. Everything is going on. And then Joe focuses on the weakness of his shoulder, of his knee from a couple weeks ago. And then Joe just picks him apart and they just utterly dominates him from there. Because I was going to say, if this was going to be a completely Samoa Joe offensive, you know, striking match with no MJF offense whatsoever, then they better put this match on first. Because that, if I'll say this. I'm being a little selfish, which I'm I'm never you selfish. Don't, you I don't want the night to end that way. I get it. I don't want the night to end like that. I don't want to walk out of that building with a bad taste in my mouth with it being my first AEW show live. Like, right. I want it to be competitive. And if they're not going to make it competitive, then this match better go on first or at least in well, the middle of the show. Well, Mike, just to be honest, welcome to most of the WrestleManias I went to. The injuries should ultimately be the story of the match when it comes down to these two because we all know MJF is legitimately hurt. The shoulder, the hip, the um, whatever else is bothering him. (laughs) His back for carrying this championship for as long as he has been regardless whatever the injuries are those should be the stories of the match and then you bring in the devil to make sure everything else falls into place correct that so this is where mjf's world will end ultimately but i think he automatically or already resigned no i i agree he has too but if you want to build that suspense to make people think he hasn't, he right. drops the yes. belt. Yes. Because the minute he retains, they're like, oh, he's already resigned. We don't have to worry about this fake, this bidding war between the two companies. Yeah. Yep. This could if be you know, one of the biggest storylines going into 2024 if they do it properly. 2024 is ultimately going to be one of the most, if not the most important years for AEW cycle with year number five being right there. It's got, like, it's one of, if not the most important because what are you going to be doing after this whole double line, double storyline? That's what you gotta capitalize on. Okay, well, 
see, well, if you say I'm saying nothing, if that, that's you what happened, have faith in no, year five. No, I'm saying that's what that's what people would think if he retains. Like if he retains it, they think, oh, it's same, nothing's going to change. It's going to be the same thing. I mean, the one if thing that they'd be leaving out in the in the hangout in the open is the fact, like, you look at everybody who's surrounded this storyline throughout the past couple months, Samoa Joe, Warlow, Adam Cole, The Kingdom, you know, Jay White the, and uh, the guns were involved at one point. Like, you had so many people. This was almost like, and I'm not saying it was a mirror image of the Bloodline storyline, but it was almost like it with the involvement of how many people were involved. You know what I mean? Like the amount of people involved. It was their That's most important storyline, just like the bloodline is for WWE. Yes, exactly. And I feel like if, if they take the belt off MJF, they're going to leave so much out hanging because there's a lot of people that did not get involved when they were trying to be. Like we haven't seen, I, we've seen one match between MJ or two matches between MJF and Adam Cole. But we're expecting to see it at some point. Wardlow is looking to get involved. Like, if they were to take yeah. the belt off MJF, then what do they do with Wardlow? They just just wipe out the whole fact He's that one of the devil's goons. On... But that's the thing, though, is if MJF goes away, say he goes away for two months, we're gonna miss him. We're not gonna forget about. Oh, AEW misses that. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna miss. You already him. lost Kenny. This if is he, what they're gonna do. They're gonna let him. MJF too. No, they're gonna let him. Big bump. They're gonna take the title off him, let him rest, come back, and win the title back. Be a two-time AEW World Champion. Samoa Joe really doesn't like. I hate to say it, but Samoa Joe really doesn't need the the championship for that one, right? I I Just, will counter. I will counter that saying yes, he absolutely does. He's been so he's been snubbed so many times with a world title in general. It's yeah, so it, for the sake of the, the storyline you're talking about, until MJF gets healthy for the sake of Joe, and then have MJF win the title back. For the sake of what Samoa Joe did in this story by just by just laying down the other belt. If he doesn't win this belt, everything he's done means nothing. Then okay, so then have him have him go to like summer as champion. No, I'm not. I, I'm saying he holds it at least until double or nothing in May. Like yeah. that's where I think he holds it till. Because then you have people di different people challenging throughout the time. MJF fights his way back up. You get the feel good storyline, and then boom, MJF turns heel again. Most overheel in the business, running the show again. See, but if it wasn't for Adam Cole and the injury, I always had Adam Cole be the one to beat MJF, but it just happened the way that it did with the injury at Grand Slam, and it turned into this. Oh. So, see, but now that now with that situation, though, you're washing away everybody that's been involved, it's right. pretty much, yeah, no, but you're not, and we're going to get to that with the devil storyline. You're not going to wash away everybody because everybody that's been involved mm -hmm. is the people that you have thought to have been involved the entire time. 
MJF is the devil. Um, Adam, in my opinion, Adam Cole is the devil. He's the only one that makes sense to be. And the then devil. the other ones that are all of the other wrestlers and goons that are involved are Roderick Strong, Taven, and they're the and Matt Bennett. Those guys right there, Bennett and Taven, are the two new ROH tag team champions. Warlow well, is going to use anybody... that momentum from this. And I think, like I said earlier, I I can see him winning the Battle Royale for the TNT Championship chat. Anybody that has been accused of being the devil is simply not the devil. See, now, my the latest rumor I heard, and this is the rumor I heard, okay? This isn't me. This is the rumor I heard. So please don't don't think it's me. <laughs> but the rumor that I heard... And this goes with what Scal said, Adam Cole, the Kingdom, and uh, Roderick Strong. But the devil, people are saying, might be Britt Baker. No. God, no. Please, no. That would be the worst I, fucking thing ever. I, I, I love no, Britt, but that, that shouldn't be it. I Mike? fucking hate Britt Baker. Mike? Yeah. I said that three months ago. That I felt she was the devil. I have a because... bad. You gotta, you gotta remember. I have a really bad memory. No, no, no. I know. I'm saying, but I, <laughs> I speculated that three months ago that she was part of the devil, because Adam Cole got hurt. She was the one doing everything while he was hurt. Can she? She's haven't, been tweeting all her, over the place at this, and you haven't seen her on TV. Mm -hmm. And I know, Sean, you hate her because of everything that happened with Thunder Rosa. If that never happens, you never would have hated her. <laughs> yeah. And you can't deny that because you probably enjoyed everything she did up until that whole situation happened. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you know I'm right. <laughs> yeah, see? You see? <laughs> um, It would be such a twist if that happened, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because why has she been off TV? Yeah. There's never been an explanation as to why she was not on TV. She just hasn't been there. Right. And then what, what, really, what, really, what really baffles with that, too, with her being off TV, she puts out that tweet, oh, I've had no TV time in the year of 2023. It's like, you know, uh -huh. a lot of people that haven't had TV time in the year of 2023. <laughs> Quit complaining. 75% of the roster, maybe even yeah. more than that, had <laughs> TV yeah, time exactly. in 2023. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, and by the way, she has had in 2023, she was on TV because she had, I believe, she, a TBS she, title she shot. Was. I don't think she was on Dynamite, though. That's no, she was on uh, on not Rampage. She was on Collision for the Yeah, TV but that's what she was saying. She didn't have any TV time on Dynamite. I think was what she said. And well, but she was at the beginning of the year. I she know. was storyline with the with the she with she's, uh, ha she's been on TV like, in 2023. Yeah, <laughs> she was in that feud with Soraya and, and Ruby and uh, Tony Storm. Well, that, that that's been a waste. All that goofy dance that she uses the, on the outcasts are terrible. If anybody <laughs> liked the outcasts, you you didn't like wrestling. 
<laughs> but and I guess you didn't like wrestling, Sean. So Sorry. I, um I <laughs> the other rumor out there, besides what Jamie what Jamie said earlier tonight, where he thinks it could be Nick Nemeth. Um the other rumor out there is that the devil is Jack Perry. You mean the greatest professional I wrestler? I absolutely hate it if it was Jack Perry. Oh my! I would God. love it. I would love it. That's the greatest professional wrestler of our generation. He he is jungle mid. Okay. Um, I don't. Um, I don't think it would make any sense if it was Jack Perry. It wouldn't. It would uh, be terrible. No but sense. it would be the whole way of well, he was still working while he was suspended, and all the hints because of all the broken glass behind everything that's happened when he threw the person through the pane of glass. But that's what that's. But that's what they're saying. I know, so I know, know that's what the whole thing is about. <laughs> but fuck it, I I just don't like Jungle Boy. <laughs> I I I like him. I I think he's a better heel than he is a baby face. I mean, he's a good baby face. I like him as a baby. But I really wanted to see him reach high potentials with being a heel. I did because I think he was I, he was going to get there. Heel stuff had potential for sure. I, I I'm not yeah. going to disagree with you there. It's just after you know. What what sucks is what sucks is there's that saying: you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's that. Played a stupid game, won a stupid prize. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to the show tomorrow night. I'm excited. It's my first AEW show. I'm glad it gets to be a pay per view. And like I said, I'm just happy I get to see Sting wrestle. So, uh, my my friend that's going with us too, this is her first wrestle live wrestling show. She's never been to a period. live wrestling show. Okay. Period. Never. So that's in- okay. I'm excited to to be able to take her to this show because to be the first one to take her to a wrestling show, I'm excited for that. I hope I'm yes. sitting next to good people. <laughs> well, hey, hey, Scouts, you said it that it's going to be less than ten thousand. Maybe they'll move people in the upper deck down. Maybe we'll be down where you are because we're. I think we're right above you. We're not. We're not. Too yeah, far. we're not that. F- we're. He was. I think he said he was in one hundred seven. We're in two hundred nine. One hundred seven. Yep. One hundred seven. Sections over and and one section up. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Right now, it's looking like we're going to have a house of 9,000, which is honestly really good for AEW standards. Um, I know that's not, I know 9,000 <laughs> is not a lot, but compared to what compared Dynamites to- and Collisions Correct. have been getting, like in the two to 4,000, 9,000 is good. So I'm taking that. Um, you guys can take it however you guys want, but I'm taking it as that's going to be a pretty good house, especially for Nassau. I mean, Nassau, but, Nassau doesn't really hold. That's what I'm looking up right much. now. What they hold, they hold for basketball. I'm sorry for cutting you off. For basketball, they hold fourteen thousand. For concerts, fifteen thousand. For ice hockey, thirteen nine seventeen. Thirteen thousand nine hundred seventeen. For tennis, sixty five hundred. For theater, forty five hundred. So it all depends on what you would consider. Under the pro wrestling thing, you're looking at over fifteen thousand people it can hold. Mm-hmm. 
So it all depends on what they consider pro wrestling. They consider it a concert because a stage, but you also got to remember the ring. So that takes away yeah, stage, the ring, maybe a thousand seats. The setup. So maybe 14,000 well, people. They didn't do all the seats behind the stage. So I'm so curious to I'm curious if they would have decided to go with a small a smaller setup, like how WWE just did for Massacre Garden. Yeah. I'm curious if they would have done a smaller setup if they would have been more seats and what they could have actually got to. Look, I'm taking nine thousand as a win. Um, again, anybody else can take it however they want, but it's going to be a good oh. house and it should be a good show. This no, there's not, there's nothing wrong with the 9,000 because of, cause it's actually pretty packed based off of what the way the setup is like this past Wednesday, I actually thought it was probably one of the best ways AW has looked in a long time because they decided sure. to book a smaller an arena and it actually filled Thank up you. and it looked like it was a packed house. That's the way they need to book things going forward. Mm -hmm. They need to stop trying to book these 15, 20,000 arenas and only selling 5,000 seats because it makes you look like right. a secondhand organization. They're also they're only doing cool. one side of that venue. Whenever they're in like those 20,000 like seat venues or whatever, they're only doing that one side for the hard mm -hmm. cam. They're basically blocking off everything else. Maybe they have one section on the other side of the camera, but other than that, it's just the hard cam side. Which is only counting for the four thousand to less seats. So, again, you're making yourself look bad in presentation. Just book the smaller venues. But I get it. You know, there's also expenses, and you know, cost for running the TV product. There's a lot that goes into that. But the thing that really so the thing, the thing that really irritates me is. Seen all over social media, you always have those handful of people that want to post pictures of empty sections of shows and everything like that. Like, I'm sick of that. Like, they're not even really wrestling fans. Even if there's 4,000 people in the house, so what? They drew 4,000 people. That's 4,000 fans. Who cares? Enjoy what you're there to enjoy. Stop are you there to wash the product or are you there just to shoot a picture and get clicks? That's what they want. That's what it is. It is to get the clicks, the like clicks. Oh yeah, you only seen this with four thousand. Who cares? They, Back they end up the looking. They end up looking stupid themselves because you still gave AEW your money for those tickets. I mean, exactly. But you you look at it this way: is is like you go to small places, like when we went to the ECW back in August, ECW Arena back in August. That place seats maybe three thousand people. So what? There were people there to watch. You go to an indie show, and some some of these indie shows, like you see a hundred people. Who cares? It drew a hundred people. Who cares? Enjoy what you're there for, and and stop trying to freaking put out crap like that. Like that's it upsets me. I, I that's that's the one thing that upsets me is is the fact that people have to put that out on blast. Like let it go. Let it go. If you're a true wrestling fan, you people. wouldn't be doing that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they need to, if they started booking in smaller arenas, it would make the presentation a lot better. And then you would not have those people taking those pictures anymore. No, you still like, would. You still no, would. 
you had people posting last night full pictures of AEW on Wednesday. And it was great. Yeah. And people are still going to do it regardless of venue. Because you know what? That's exactly what wrestling fans now are uh, are nowadays. They're going to get the clicks no matter how they ever want to spin it. Whatever way you want to spin your narrative, that's the way you're going to spin it. And if it's going to be one-sided or the other, depending on whatever company you're going to support, it's bullshit. Just support pro wrestling and yeah. stop with the crap. And that's what I mean is I, I used to back back in 2007, 2008, I did security for a local promotion here for a couple shows and they used to run in the same place every month. And this place sat, I think up to 400 people. And there was times where 50 people showed up. There was times where 30 people showed up. There was times where it was a packed house. It all depended. It all depended on what you've seen as far as what matches were going to be on the card and who was going to be there. And if they had a special guest, for example, they had a women, an all women's tournament and Sonny was the special guest. So it was a packed house. Why? Because she was there, did a free meet and greet, got to talk to her, all this stuff. Like how was a packed house the following week? They drew 50 people, but they announced their, they announced their cards on the website and you knew what matches you were going to see. It's what they did. It's but it's awesome. still they drew they still drew 50 people. That's 50 fans. So what? Can I just say also if you're one of those people online that are rooting actively rooting for AEW to die and take food off of wrestlers' tables and their families' tables and my friends' tables, you're a piece of shit and you're not a wrestling fan. Okay, but WWE isn't the only be-all end-all company. Yes, yeah, the mecca of wrestling. And I know your your brains are conditioned to have only one wrestling company, but more wrestling is great for every product involved. WWE, TNA, AEW, NWA, whatever. More wrestling brings more competition, more amazing storylines, more everything. That's what you want. But here's the thing. AEW existing is good for the pro wrestling business. It's not only that. Just to build off what Phil just said. Yeah, it's good for the pro wrestling business. Why? Because from 2001 to 2019, 18 years, we got one big product. Yes, TNA, they tried to have a big run. They had a pretty good big run between 2006 and 2011. And then they started having their issues, whatever, going on. They fell off TV where everybody could see them. Then they ended up on Destination America. And now they're not on regular TV, but you can see them on sources like YouTube and everything like that. But if AEW were to go away, those people that are hating on AEW and want it to go away, they still watch. What, they, what would they do in six months if AEW went away? They'd get sick of just watching WWE. They would. Then they would want AEW back. And guess what? You wanted AEW gone so freaking bad. Now you're getting sick of seeing WWE. Well, you were part of the problem that made AEW go away. Where would all these people be 
if it weren't for AEW, <laughs> someone probably land in WWE, but most of them would be on the indie scene. And I'm not saying that the indie scene is bad. I like obviously I I know people in the indie scene and they are making good enough money to support their family. And you know what? I respect the grind. Obviously, that whatever you gotta do to support your family in this business, you do it. But they, most of those people wouldn't even have jobs if it weren't for AEW. And CM Punk would not be back in the world of professional wrestling if it wasn't for a company like AEW. Uh-huh. Agreed. Am I wrong? No, <laughs> like, you're not wrong. No, not at all. So, not at all. Just enjoy pro wrestling. And well, yeah. I, I I saw the comment and it's like, show me in, uh, on the coronet where, uh, show me on the coronet where they hurt you. Look, it's just the way pro wrestling fans <laughs> are nowadays, man. It's just, just enjoy pro wrestling. Stop with the bullshit and just stop. I, with the, uh, tribalism is going to be in everything that we do, but it's just, I enjoy pro wrestling. I don't support one company over the other. I have a, a, a little plastic bracelet or whatever you want to call it, it says support pro wrestling on it i wear that every fucking day so and i'm the yeah. same way like i don't i don't just i love aew i love wwe i love impact slash soon to be tna in about what three days tna i watch i watch wow well, okay the 14th so about two weeks well, i'll be there wow <laughs> women women wrestling when I catch it on TV, I'll watch it. They put on pretty good product for what they do. My best friend is now the world champion after being retired from you know wrestling for like 10 years. I just want to throw that out there. Congratulations, Barbie Aiden, Abilene Maverick. I, I love you. Get back in, I got to get back into WoW, but I've heard WoW is doing some good stuff. Every yeah. Saturday night, 11 p.m. And I'll, I'll say this. Every, every company <laughs> is doing something special in their own unique way. WWE has the bloodline storyline going on. AEW has the uh, the devil storyline going on. You know, TNA, they're building their stories. WoW has their own story. Like, everybody has their own special storyline going on. Yes, you may not like one over the other. And people, yeah, like, for example, people are getting sick of the bloodline storyline. I'll say this. I'm not. I'm excited to see what happens next. Yeah. What's going on, Cam? Cam, I'm excited to see what happens next. Like, yeah. I said it as much as I wanted to see Cody win the title. I'm not upset that he lost. I won't be upset if he ends up facing Roman at Mania and, and loses again. I like Roman's reign. Oh, I'll be mad that he loses again because I'll be there. But that's another story. Another day. <laughs> I plan on, I plan on um, being there because Philly's only 45 minutes away from me. I plan on being there. I I'm planning on trying to be in New York in summertime to meet Stacy Keebler. Oh, Stacy! Oh, she she doesn't age a goddamn day. <laughs> I love Stacy Keebler. <laughs> oh, and by the way, thank you, Trish. But it's just the fact, like, enjoy what we have because one at one time, these past eight those eighteen years, we didn't have it. We didn't have it. 
how miserable was it? No. Like, I, I love WWE, don't get me wrong, but without AEW forming, how miserable was it watching week after week after week when they were doing... It, it was not miserable. Well, okay, between, not miserable, but between, it was, like, stressful. No, not miserable, it really wasn't. But it really wasn't it was, between 2001 and 2012. No, no, I'm not talking about them. Like, I'm talking about more recently before Triple H took over when Vince was... On his last legs, you know. Between fit between 2015 and 2019 was yeah. a struggle. That's what a I mean. Struggle. Because from but I'm saying before that, you actually had decent competition with no, no, TNA Impact, yeah. and they actually had a good television package. But once AEW came back, and like they always say, competition brings the best out of people. Yep. And WWE may not have thought of AEW as competition, and that's the way they stream. That's the way they spoke about everything. But you could see now, after everything that's been going on, they did. They just didn't want you to know that they did. And plus, Vince WWE was still delusional. Is better off for AEW, and AEW is better off for WWE because they create competition for each other, and they okay can bounce back off. The first year of AEW. That, yeah. yeah. That is what was great for the oh. business. This AEW, not so much. We they need, need to get you. back. They need to get back to the fact of AEW is different. The yeah. one thing that I feel like made them different get that was, again. The one thing that I feel like made them different was when they said, we're going to go by ranking systems. Wins and losses matter. They grew away from that so much. And that's the one thing that really, really hooked me from day one with AEW. was like, all right, cool. Wins and losses are going to matter. Let's say this guy gets, gets, for example, you know, say Orange Cassidy was 15-0 and going into double or nothing. He was the number one ranked. That means he's the number one contender. And then it starts from double or nothing, the end of double or nothing. Then you continue it and say Orange Cassidy continues winning. Okay, then he's number one contender at all out. Like, that's what made them different. And they grew away from that so much. And then they tried to bring it back coming out of the pandemic. That was so short-lived. Yeah. When they they, excited to hear them come back with it and... Yeah, when, when when they took away the whole ranking system, I actually love the ranking system myself. I thought it was going to be meaningful for television purposes and everything oh. like that. But then, um, but then all of a sudden, you saw people that we rarely even got to see on television, and this is when AEW Dark and Dark Elevation were a thing. They were at the top of the rankings, and we never got to see those people. Because yep. they were either on dark and dark elevation, and they just got random title shots, and we were like, "Why the hell does that?" Well, when uh, well when um like Yuka Sakazaki or whatever, I'm just using her as an example or whatever. She I don't think ever really got a title shot, but I'm just saying if she just automatically shot up to like the top of the rankings and she got a title shot like on a dynamite, why? We never got to see her. So I was like that at that point in time, the rankings were like, all right, what are we doing here? But I like the idea of it. They just strayed away from that way too um, quickly. And they just didn't really want to build upon it. What got me was when 
FTR was the number one ranked one, and they were not getting any title shots. Or that they were number too. one yeah. for like <laughs> six months, and they kept getting overlooked for title shots. That's when you knew yeah. it did not matter at all. The, the one thing that did kind of, did hurt them again, and it hurt a lot of things, obviously, was the pandemic. Like they had to try and put on yeah. entertaining thing, and that's when they grew away from the ranking system. Thing was the beginning when everything started happening, you know, and people were staying home, so they thought, you know. When, when the guys and girls that, you know, decided they didn't want to travel, then they had to do something different. That's fine. That's understandable. But then you got back. Then when, coming out of the pandemic, it's like, okay, then get back into it. And they were getting ready to. And then they just said, you know what? Fuck it. We're not going to do this. Yeah. And I think, I think with the position they're in, I'll say this. MJF's world champion right now. Christian's the TNT champion. You got Tony Storm as the world champion. Anybody who's the champion right now, yeah. coming out of World's End, going into 2024, they can hit the reset button and do it. With all the titles except the world title, because obviously you know the devil storyline is going to be surrounded by the world title, or the world title is going to be surrounded by that storyline. Okay, you got all these other titles that you can run your ranking system with. And then once the, this storyline's over, you can run your ranking system for the world title. Or just make the world title that one special title that doesn't go by the ranking system. All the other ones go by the ranking system. World title can be your main storyline. The I ranking mean, system should be based for the TNT title, the TBS title, and the tag titles. And that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Your world titles... Build stories, and then e even if they wanted to, if you take a, take one of those those mid card titles every once in a while, build a story. Like right now, you have Adam Copeland and Christian; they have their story built and everything like that. Okay, once this story ends, go back to the ranking system with it, and then take like the TBS title and build a story around it. Then once that ends, take your tag titles and build a storyline. Highlight certain areas. And and rotate it maybe every three months. That way, each each division gets highlighted, and each championship gets highlighted at certain points, and has the focusing. Because you look at WWE right now, what what titles really have storylines built around them? The World Title, WWE Universal Championship have stories built around them. The Intercontinental Title doesn't have a story built around it. United States title nope. doesn't have a story built around it. Tag team titles nope. story built around it. All the other titles, except nope. the, not even the world, the women's world championship or the WWE women's championship, don't have story. Well, I mean, the WWE women's title does have a story built around it, but not as heavy. Yeah, the whole yeah. damage control is saying they're slowly building towards that, but. Right. Um, the United States but Championship yeah. right um, now, you have the storyline going on with the with the tournament. But Intercontinental uh, Championship, you're supposed to there's supposed to be a match coming up for the chance to fight Gunther again. You have the world's long you have the longest reigning IC championship right now in Gunther. But that's what I but you don't have like a, a steady flow of a storyline. Like they're having tournaments and battle royals and, and all this stuff to bring on a number one contender. It's not like they have somebody building a story solely with Gunther. Now, if they would 
take the winner of that tournament and then build a two or three month story with them, then there you go. But you're taking like the Miz had the championship. The Miz had a shot. Then you said, okay, we're going to have a tournament or not the U S title, not the U S title. Logan. Okay. I'll take the U S title. Logan Paul won it. Now we're going to have a tournament. Okay. Take the winner of that tournament and build that, build that to rumble. And then after that, start building a story with Logan Paul and somebody else, <clears throat> LA Knight. But start building a story with somebody else. Yes, I kind of <laughs> LA Knight there because I want to see Logan Paul and LA Knight. That's my Logan United Paul. Logan Paul and LA Knight. That's your main that's your mania match right there. But um but yeah. Um or LA Knight, Kevin Owens. Nah, okay. Logan's retaining. Um, that Kevin's great, but but I think he's just going to be in there just to get a good match out of Logan. But uh, that's another story for another day. Um, Anything else we want to touch on before we wrap it up? No. We've got an hour uh, and a half. We've got an hour and a half so far. So we got some good good uh, conversations tonight. I'm good. No, I think I don't know if I, I anything. All right, I'm good. I uh, I aired out my grievances. <laughs> oh, I I have grievances for day, but days, but I'm saving them for many different times and subjects. And I can uh, I mean, I can come up with some more if you want. <laughs> um, you know, for another show, um, like this roster for AEW, I can talk about that shit all day. But you know, we'll oh, we could we could do an episode on that. We could do definitely do an episode on that. Because um, I, mean, I, I yeah. think an actual roster split would be great for that. But we'll again, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so let's wrap this up. Um, Sean, where can everybody find you? You can find me every Sunday night on the table spot on River City Radio, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern. And you can find me on my socials, Apple Wolf Sean B on TikTok. Click the link and it'll take you to other socials because I don't feel like saying them all. You know. <laughs> Phil? TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, at Fulima underscore. It's right there on the name tag. Um, also, subscribe to my podcast channel if you don't mind the shameless plug. Outside the brand, we are doing this whole new thing for 2024, and um, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot easier for people to at least understand what we are doing for the year. So 2024, whole new season for OTB. Let's go! Thank you, guys. Mike, all right, I got a long list, so bear with me. Uh, you can find me at Middle Mike 714 all across the socials. I'm talking TikTok, X, Instagram, and even Snapchat. Don't be afraid to add me on Snapchat because I post uh, I post things on Snapchat for every for I post things on Snapchat that I don't post on X. I, post I, speak X. I don't post on post on TikTok. Add me on Snapchat. Don't be afraid. Middle Mike 714. As far as here, you can catch me every Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the table spot with Sean. Um Earlier in the day on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m., you catch me on Rivet City Red Zone with uh, Johnny H. Um, on Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can catch me on Prince's Movie Madness with Prince. Thank you, Mike. 
Thank you, Mikey P. Thank you, Mikey. Um, I am Scales. As you can see across the banner on the bottom, that is a link to the Off the Top Media uh, merch shop, where we have merch from Off the Top, Sin City Wolf, um, and there are about to be new some some new stuff coming out once the new year hits. So be on the lookout for that. We have our shows that we normally do every week. On Tuesdays, we have NXT on tap with myself, Phil, and Jax, where we cover NXT. Friday nights here normally is 10 p.m. right after SmackDown, where we give a little SmackDown review, and then we do our football picks. Um, only a couple weeks left in the football season, so kind of excited for that to see where that goes. Saturday nights at uh, 10 p.m., normally we have um, ringside chatter. It's a little bit on a hiatus right now. That'll be coming back in the new year. Might be moving to Sundays for uh, recording purposes. And then, sorry for the interruption. That should be back shortly as well with Shadow. And, yeah, we got lots of things coming for 2024, like I said earlier, for Off the Top and for Rivet City Radio. We, everybody wants you, we want you all here for the ride. Make sure you guys are here for the ride. Make sure you guys enjoy it with us. Spread the news. Let's get us out there. Let's make this popular. Let's have some fun. Anything else you guys got to say before we sign off? Uh, just one real quick announcement. Uh, special day and start time for Table Spot this week. Um, it is not going to be on Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because of it being New Year's Eve. We are going to be live on Monday morning, uh, Monday afternoon on New Year's Day at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Y'all get to see me hungover and tired of shit, so... And what are you going to be covering on uh, Table Spot this week, Mike? Uh, we are going to be doing um, our World's End reactions. So if you guys missed the pay-per-view on Saturday night, make sure you check it out here on Off the Top YouTube, as well as the Rivet City Radio Twitch, so we can get all your um, results and news from AEW's World's Ends. want to thank everybody for coming out, and we'll catch you again soon. Watch out for us in 2024. Have a great night.